What's happening? It's the cool down. I'm Carson Myers. With me is the uglier brother, Caden Myers. Caden, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Carson? A lot to talk about today. Miami loses game three in Miami. Dame trade rumors. Kyrie Irving trade rumors. A lot happening in the NBA. PGA Golf all of a sudden unifying with Live Golf. What the heck? Oregon State Baseball drops their season to LSU in a tough one. Uh, Mariners not having a great season, 30 and 31 on the season, four and six in their last 10. And then tonight, just now, Stanley Cup, Knights up 2-1, Florida Panthers finally pick up a game. Let's get right into it. All right, Caden, Miami loses game three in Miami to the Nuggets. Tell me your initial thoughts about that. My initial thoughts are that the Nuggets are so much bigger than the Heat. Right. On top of the 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 issue the Heat have had that has been well addressed by the entire uh, basketball media world that the Heat very rarely put players on the floor that are taller than six foot nine. <laughs> that bore itself out in the box score with the Nuggets picking up twenty five more rebounds than the Heat. And frankly, if you watch the highlights for that game, uh, you'd be I could not blame you for thinking that it was about 55 more rebounds right. than the Heat. I mean, credit to uh, Miami. They never give up, first off. No. Right, but it's it's been tough all series. And you saw it a little bit in the Celtics series when Al Horford um, was on the floor, even against Bam and even Robert Williams. They Absolutely. Were, they were offensively killing the Heat on the boards. Um, the Nuggets, I mean, you have Jamal Murray with the triple-double. And then you have both Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic pick up a 30-point triple-double. Nikola Jokic, first 30-point, 20-rebound, 10-assist triple-double in NBA Finals history. Absolutely ridiculous. Both of them are playing like stars on the biggest stage in their first ever trip to the Finals. And it's really nice to see, especially from a guy like Jamal Murray, who... And Michael Malone told the story just a couple of days ago about how he was worried he was going to get traded after he tore his ACL <laughs> a couple of years ago. And, you know, Coach Malone was like, absolutely not. You're our guy. It's so great to see him years later back with his guy, Nikola Jokic, playing great on the biggest stage. And he has been the arguably one of the best players for the Nuggets. I mean, obviously, Nikola Jokic is an easy choice. But again, I don't know if Nikola is where he is without Jamal. Canadian and Serbian basketball players are just built different. <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, so problem with Miami, they shot 31% from the floor. They only hit seven threes in the first three quarters. They played better. They actually got the game back within nine with a minute and a half to go. Miami had put in their bench players and they actually got the ball and they almost cut it to six. Bam missed an open, open jumper and then missed Duncan at the three point line. But Miami getting out-rebounded on the boards. They gave up two triple-doubles, 30-point triple-doubles to the best player on the Nuggets, and they're still within single digits at the end of the game. What is it? No one could ever accuse the Heat of giving up at any point in a basketball game. They could be down 30 in the third quarter, and they're going to find a way to try to try to cut that down big time. It should be said that while the Heat are not shooting very well in this series, in game, games one and three particularly, maybe not so much game two, right. the Nuggets are also not shooting particularly well. Yeah. Michael Porter has not showed up if for the them. Heat, no, he is not. If the Heat could just find a way to produce some rebounds, uh, then they would be in this series a lot more than they currently are. They're only down a game, obviously, but after losing a pretty bad one at home. Uh, that's that's kind of deflating. Right. And 
the thing for Miami is is their their zone off their zone de- defense rather hasn't been very good. They, it's they use so it more than any other team. Hard it against is. Jokic, it is. Jokic picks you apart from the free throw line. He can see over everybody on the Heat. Uh, he knows exactly where you're going. He will pick that scheme apart all day. Game two was arguably his bad game, quote unquote, because he only had four assists and he still put, uh, put up 41 points. Right. Just absolutely tearing that zone to shreds. So game three goes to the Nuggets. They're up 2-1. Heading into game four, uh, obviously the matchup predictor favors the Nuggets 70%. What 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 do you think it heading to game four? Does Miami even it up? Do they still pick up a game at home? They're still six and three at home in the playoffs. Nuggets win a close one. Nuggets win a close. It's okay. gonna it's gonna come down to the wire. It's gonna come down to uh, uh, to some plays that are just gonna be Jokic and Jamal Murray just being the best two players on the floor. So, what is it gonna take for Miami? If it's a, you're gonna say it's close, and what will it take for Miami to? Turn it in their favor. One of two things got to happen. Number one, the Heat shoot the lights out for three more games in this series. Yeah, they hit the 15 less, plus threes in game two. The big le- reason why they that won. That is the less likely thing in this series purely because that's that's just random chance. And the, right. the, the Nuggets length is, is part of the reason those numbers are so low. If they just close out well, it's going to be really hard for the Heat to do that. Number two... Um, Cody Zeller transforms into Hakeem Olajuwon <laughs> and finally gives the Heat the kind of yeah. defensive length that they're looking for. Former number three ability. overall pick, Cody Former Zeller. number three overall pick, Cody Zeller. Now a role player in the finals. He's in the finals, give him credit, but he's been tossed around a couple teams these past couple years. He was on yes, the Hornets and now he's on the Heat. Played some very important minutes for them against the Bucks in round one. Yep. Uh, because Bam was briefly hurt. Uh, right. But since then, yeah. they haven't tried to make much use out of him. And I get it. He's a very static player. But you have to produce some length in this series yeah. in whatever way you can. Um, it's, you don't have that many options on your bench. I think you got to toss him out. And Kevin Love... I, I love Kevin Love. I love the effort but, that man. But he in. just he's just out of he's out of his prime. He's not Cavaliers Kevin Love. He's not he's most definitely not Timberwolves Kevin Love. And he he's not giving the Heat what what they need from him. The vibes are really tremendous when Kevin Love on the floor. The de- the team defense and the sure and, defensively and is yes. not great. Well, I guess one thing I, I give him credit gets to significantly worse. It does. Kevin he Love can't jump. Under. He can't. He's old and he, he can't jump. But he does. I give him credit. He is willing to take a charge more than any other guy on the court. Absolutely. And, and he'll have a couple possessions defensively that'll help him. But offensively, that gets me is he's not shooting the ball well from the three-point line. He was two for five in game three. And a lot of the threes he took were were just bad shots that gave the Nuggets runouts and open baskets. Um, I Do you start? Do you play Kevin Love in game four? Because he started, he started game three. Game two, rather, excuse Is me. Is Tyler Hero back yet? Uh, that's a big question. He's supposed to be back. He he was supposedly supposed to be back for game three, and then they kind of said before game one that he might be back for game two, and then now he, he's back for night. Going, going small doesn't really work in this series. It's not like you're going to run Jokic off the floor. Right. Um, but you have to, if you can't produce rebounds, you have to produce shooting. So if Tyler Hero can go, no Kevin Love in the starting lineup. But right. Just try to shoot and just... Just know that you're not going to get many rebounds. Okay. Las Vegas time, Caden. All right. Over-under is 210.5. Over-under. 
in game four. Game four, over-unders 210. I'll let you know that both these teams, big defensive teams. Both these teams have kind of shot below their averages for the playoffs. I say they both burst the dam open in game two over. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Spreads uh, plus three and a half Miami. You, I, I, you, said, I said keep, close game, so yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I would take. Uh, Do you think it's gonna be more than three close take, game? You think maybe foul at the end? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's a two point game. Okay. What do you think? Miami yeah. gets the ball last second or Denver? No, you, Denver. Denver gets the ball last second. They put it away. Put it away. Okay. It's a tie game. Just one play remaining. Nuggets get it. All right. Game four. Denver versus Miami. That one. June 9th, Friday, 5.30 tip-off, Pacific time on ABC. Going to be a good one. Going to be interesting. Staying in the NBA, your team, Caden, Damian Lillard, coming out on the coming out earlier this week stating that if he, wanted, if he was good to get traded, he would want to either go to Miami or Brooklyn. What are your thoughts? I think if you ask the 50 best players in the NBA, what's the one team you wish you could go to? Like 45 of them would say Miami. That's fair. Uh, Miami is an absolutely wonderful destination that has proved time and time again that they can build contenders around whatever players Pat Riley can conjure out of the ether uh, because uh, not only of his amazing team-building skills from the front office, but Eric Spolstra's incredible skills getting the absolute max out of whatever player he puts on the floor max bolstra uh, i mean eric bolstra excuse me uh from portland played for the university of portland. yes uh the pride and joy of the philippines um the uh, uh it also certainly does not hurt that it is in miami that true um and miami's known for getting big guys and yeah. big, biggest names would be lebron and chris bosh back in yeah 12. i have I have many thoughts on all of the rampant, endless speculation around Damian Lillard. This is not news to me. This has been going on since I I was in high school, seemingly. Just endless speculation about Damian Lillard ever since LaMarcus Aldridge left. The Blazers really going to build around a six foot, uh, around a generously listed six foot three guard. Um, Can you build a, a contender around that kind of player? Should they just cut their losses and trade them and try to get some picks for the future? Just on and on and on, year after year after year. And what none of these people are willing to do is put a trade proposal down there. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith, you want the Knicks to trade for Damian Lillard? Tell me what the trade is. Right. What is the trade that does not immediately kneecap the Knicks from ever being able so, to contend with them? That's fair. that's fair. Do you think a lot of that recently is because Dame has shot that down? Because Dame recently... Dame, for a large part of his career, hasn't wanted to get traded. He has wanted to be in Portland, and now it feels like all of a sudden it's the the narrative has kind of shifted, and he's come out publicly a couple times and been like, "Well, if we're not going to get better, I think I want to get." Because he signed that massive contract, Damian Lillard, a couple years ago. Yeah. Damian Lillard, first and foremost, as as a great player who wants to be able to compete for a championship, he wants to try to light a fire under the Blazers' front offense and say, "You need to do better." We can't be having more Evan Turner max contract signings Mm -hmm. like in 2016 that really do not pan out and put us in a hole for a while. But Damian Lillard is also a very intelligent man. He knows that so long as he's in Portland, he is the face of the franchise. He is the most beloved man in the city of Portland for as long as he is there. Uh, Yeah. Moreover, as I stated earlier, 
he knows that any trade to some other franchise will be so prohibitively costly for that franchise, whatever's left is going to have a hard time contending. Think about how much the Phoenix Suns had to give up to get Kevin Durant and how much that hurt them as soon as they had an injury. And they lost, ended up losing in, you know, to the Nuggets. In the second and, round. In the second round. And now they, then they just released Chris Paul. So. If you're a team with Kevin Durant, you do not want to be losing in the second round. That is not your goal. Uh, I can't. I agree with you. And a big thing for Dame is, especially if I'm a team like Miami, um, or I'm Brooklyn, it, I got to ask, is Dame going to be healthy? Because I could make the massive trade. I could do that. I could see either of those teams doing it. Bat Riley could do it if he wanted. The, the Nets could do it if they wanted. I just don't know if you got to sit down and ask yourself, is Dame going to even play? How many game, I don't even know how many games Dame played this year. He didn't even play half the season. And he's been, and he's had injuries this past couple of years, and Portland has gotten... Worse and worse. These and last worse. two years, Dame had some quote unquote injuries yeah. towards the end of the season where the front office had clearly made the decision that we want a better draft pick. Dame, you are injured right now and yeah. enjoy your early vacation. Yeah, it, it's tough Please to take see one that for a, the franchise. It's tough to see that from a guy like he is, Lillard. I have no doubts about his health. If the team is good. Yeah. I do not question Damian Lillard's ability to stay healthy so long as the team is contending. If the team's not contending, they might find a reason I mean, that he I'm, is injured. It doesn't matter. I know that at least what we will get is one week of the Damian Lillard MVP conversation because he'll drop like 50, 40, and then 50 again. Like, and repeat. Drop 72 repeat the, on the Rockets yeah, this he'll, year. He'll, yeah, he, had, he scored 72 this year. Exactly. He'll have his week where everybody claims he's the MVP. Then he'll get quote-unquote, hurt, like you said, and that will be the last we hear of Damian. That, it's a year in, year out. Uh, so my next question, staying on the Blazers, is if you're the Blazers, do you keep Dame? And you have the third overall pick. Scoot Henderson is sitting there because reportedly the Hornets are going to go for Brandon Miller out of Alabama. Um, obviously, Victor Wimbiana is going to get drafted first overall unless some the Spurs, you know, make the biggest mistake in NBA his, NBA draft history, um, unless you're Portland and you draft uh, Greg Ogan, Odin before Kevin Durant. But um, what do you think the Blazers should do? Until Damian Lillard demands that you trade him, you keep the man. Okay. You have you know that you hit on your number seven pick last year in Shaden Sharp. He showed you a lot. Yeah, this season he showed you he's got skills. And he's Anthony Simons has also taken great leaps. Anthony si- uh, Simons is ta- taking some steps. You have the number three pick. You have a good young play. You have a couple really good young players, and you have Damian Lillard. Right until the best player on your team demands to leave, uh, you you use that number three pick and you keep Damian Lillard, and you go for it with what you have. If Damian Lillard demands out. Then he demands out. You get the best deal you can. You probably pick up a boatload of draft picks. Right. And there's, you know, there's no shame in that. You gave, you certainly gave it more than a decade of good tries. Yeah. So, uh, if uh, the Blazers trade Dame, what would you like to get in return? I would like to get back, obviously. Uh, would you want every picks first or do you round, want players? Well, you have to have players to make the contracts. Uh, the contracts right. coming back have to be within 90% of what Damian Lillard is making, which is another reason it's so prohibitively hard to draft a su- yeah. uh, to trade a Supermax player. Right. Um, I would like every single first-round pick that that team is able to trade, which would be a maximum of four. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like all four of those picks. 
and then I would obviously try it like some young talent. So if, you know, Stephen A. Smith gets his wish and he is traded to the Knicks, I, you probably have to trade <laughs> Julius, Julius Randle. Randall. Yeah. That's fine just to make the contract filler, but play, I would like... Do you put uh, Barrett in there? No, I oh. want Emmanuel Quickly and mm-hmm. I want uh, I Quentin Grimes. Emmanuel Quickly has complained about playing time and, and he if, would get m- a lot more playing time in New York. If the money works, I would like I mean, Mitchell Robinson. I'm not sure if you can get all four of those in and make the money work. But I would like at but, least two of the three of Grimes quickly so, and, and Robinson. So does Jalen Brunson and Dame work together? You think that works? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's perfectly fine. Okay. I don't know. I feel I like think both- I think I feel like New York has something going with Brunson. I don't I don't know if I if I'm the Knicks, I necessarily agree with I have to go get Damian because right now Jalen Brunson has showed this year that he can be that guy for them. Especially in the, the series against the Heat. They, now it didn't go their way, but he willed the Knicks into almost every game. And Jalen Brunson is a very good player. If you want to win an NBA Finals, you need two really good players. That's fair, but are you giving up too much, or do you go out and yeah, try probably. to get? Do you try to trade Julius Randle for somebody, another big, somebody, somebody better, like DeAndre Ayton? Do you go out and you try to get DeAndre Ayton from the Suns? No, no, no. DeAndre Ayton is not a motivated enough and or good enough player to be worth that kind of effort to get. He is not going to make you a contender overnight. Okay. He's simply not that good a player, and he just doesn't have that dog in him, frankly. <laughs> don't to have be that fair, dog in him. I don't really think that trading for Damian Lillard is the solution to any NBA team's problems. Yeah. Uh, what you have to give up is so much. You have to give up basically $60 million worth of roster that, to get yeah. that man and, and a bunch of picks. Are you, yeah. you, you sure you, you want to do that for yeah. a six foot three guard? Yeah. Um, all right. So staying on some trade rumors, basically blazers are in a really good position, but all, they also could be in a really bad position depending on what they do. Um, I mean, that's the overall synopsis and I guess only time will tell what they decide to do. Um, I don't really have a lot of faith in the Portland Blazers organization, um, Portland Trailblazers organization, because of their past history. Um, Caden, you might disagree with that. I I've just, said it once. I've said it a million times. The Trailblazers are going to win the championship <laughs> this, this coming year. Prediction Every year. Prediction time. The Blazers are going to make the NBA Finals. Not only make it, but I've they are going to once, win it twice, a thousand times. The Blazers are going to. All win right, the you, you heard it here first. 2024 NBA champions, Portland Trailblazers, maybe with Damian Lillard. Yes. Okay, with Damian Lillard, he wins his first championship. Decides to stay in Portland. Uh, we'll we'll put that up on the we'll put we'll hang that up one for now. Um, okay, so other trade rumors, uh, and let's go quickly here. Uh, Kyrie Irving stated that he called that called LeBron, trying to get him to convince the Lakers to trade him to Dallas. Remind you that Kyrie Irving is not under contract in Dallas. Kyrie Irving is an unrestricted free agent. He's not even on a team right now. And he's trying to get LeBron to come to Dallas, who is still on contract in LA. So my question is, is is Kyrie just being Kyrie or is he trying to get a Supermax from the Mavs? What, what is Kyrie trying to do? I'm going to blow your mind here. Okay. LeBron is so smart. He's <laughs> able to exert pressure on the Lakers front office and make it seem like Kyrie Irving is the one that's doing it. Oh, okay. 
he, like you said, Kyrie Irving has no power to to determine what the Mavericks actually do. And if right. anything, LeBron probably has more power to make the Lakers trade for Kyrie Irving. Uh, I see that much. I see. I, I couldn't imagine. It doesn't make sense for LeBron to leave LA. His kids going to USC. Not. His Bronny's going to USC. His kids uh, playing at Sierra Canyon, you know, in LA, and he's going to be a star player for them as well. I don't get why he would leave all the way to Texas and be no farther shot. away from his family, especially with LeBron being such a big family guy. I kind of agree with you on your point there that the Lakers are they're putting pressure on the Lakers to try to trade for Kyrie, and I don't know if I think that's the best thing for the Lakers. Um, I don't know if I want to give up some of the pieces you have for a guy like Kyrie who has been a real problem in the NBA. Um, he didn't really work out in Dallas. Um, and the I, hope you can you can hang your hat on is the one star that got everything he could out of Kyrie and got him to a finals ring was LeBron James. Okay, so you think LeBron is that X factor for Kyrie. LeBron lets Kyrie Irving kind of be the player. LeBron is Kyrie Irving's dad. No. <laughs> Kevin Durant and James Harden were absolutely not the right superstars to, to make a man out of Kyrie Irving. Luka Doncic is younger than Kyrie Irving, That's so it wasn't going to be him either. Yeah. LeBron James... LeBron James will give Kyrie that heat if he's asking. So out. my question is: is oh, so if you're the Lakers, do you let Austin Reeves go, or do you let Rui Hachimura go? Do you let them both go? Do you sign one? Who would you? I'm keep? not really of the opinion that the Lakers need to like seriously change it to, to change a lot of things. I mean, I think you look back, uh, letting Alex Caruso go a couple years ago was a huge mistake from the yeah, Lakers. Playing great on just the for the sake of draft of getting not drafting, but uh, but signing. Trading for whatever they did for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. what a what a decision. Um, the Lakers are not that bad. They had the best record in the NBA after the All Star break. They completely no, they, they completely they restructured re- their offense. They got D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell yeah. was such a, and Rui Hachimura were such huge moves for them. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And Austin Reeves played better. Players. Austin Reeves kind Austin of blossomed really, into this player really that, out. yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if the answer is to keep the same. I, if I'm the Lakers, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big D'Angelo Russell believer. He did not show up in the playoffs. He did play well down the regular season stretch true. to get to Lakers into the playoffs. You don't really want him to be your first or second best player on that team in the playoffs. That's though. fair. You know what? If if D'Angelo Russell is they, willing to take a contract, is willing to take less money to stay on the Lakers to become a backup option, which I don't ever see happening. But if he's willing to do that, great. I, I, D'Angelo Russell is not really the... He's not the X factor on no, the Lakers. No, If you're the Lakers, you're either LeBron James is still good enough to help you win a finals as the first or second best player on that team, or he is not and you're not going to win a finals. Right. Okay, uh, um, Anthony. So Anthony Davis hurt almost the whole postseason. Do yep. you do anything with Anthony Davis? Is he just going to be Anthony Davis, and you just kind of hope he's ready for the playoffs? You're, yep, yeah. You, uh, you're, you're not really going to be able to move him for equivalent um, uh, value. Okay, so your prediction: Does Kyrie join the Lakers next year? No, no. Okay, where does he go? The Mavericks resign him. Mavericks resign. Oh, really? Be, I mean, yeah. That's that's a very Mark Cuban move. Mark Cuban doesn't want to let go of a star, even if he's a massive pain in the butt. Yeah. Okay. 
I think it, I think Kyrie going to Lakers makes them better. I don't know if it makes them a championship team. I still think the Golden State might be better than the next year. I think uh, I even think the Nuggets will probably be better than the next year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the um, Suns get better. Um, but sure. again, um, up up in the air. Um, according to you, Blazers win it all. So I mean, it won't even yeah, matter. It doesn't even matter gonna, what these teams. It doesn't matter. These teams can do whatever they want. They can get Kyrie, but Damian Lillard's taking the Blazers championship. It, you're just yeah, you're just trying to get to the Western yeah. Conference Finals. That's it. Okay, uh, moving on here. Uh, plenty of basketball to be had. It'll come up again. Let's move on to golf. Okay, in the world of golf, mm. huge news: the PGA is deciding to unify with Live Golf. Wow. That's real at, plane crash full of news at, here. Out of out of nowhere, I mean, the PGA and Live have been head to head. I mean, you have Rory McIlroy, who's very been out, outspoken about how much he hates Live Golf, um, a Saudi Saudi Arabian backed company. A um, lot of a lot of Saudi ties there, um, and then you have Phil Mickelson, who is like playing devil's advocate, but he he's got for that Live bag, Golf. Baby. He's, I mean, I I don't know what's going on there, but. Basically, PGA will unify with Live. Um, this just happened a couple of days ago. Uh, I'm not sure they haven't announced whether or not Live Golf will still be a thing. Actually, or... I've I've been okay. I, Has there been my I'm... sources have confirmed to me? That okay, Live your Golf, sources yeah. that the Live Tour will continue. Really, their viewership okay. um, and their advertisers advertising deals have not been very good. No, they've been terrible. This, Their view because they haven't have they haven't really struck a TV deal yet. I mean no. they don't have any tell they don't like they don't have a Fox or an their, ABC their to host PR, the Masters. Their PR department is either non existent or it's very bad, which is another yeah. reason why this merger is so bewildering. Yeah. Um yeah, and here's a funny story about this and something about kind of about their viewership. So I have uh, a buddy and he'll remain nameless for privacy reasons uh who worked for live golf for a little bit um being a kind of their video archive archive guy and he worked a couple uh tours a couple tournaments for them yeah he worked a couple tournaments for them and basically how he described the backroom situation he says live golf does a good job making it look good up front you know in front of the players and the tournament behind the scenes it's an absolute disaster i totally believe Absol- that absolute disaster because they just have people who aren't experienced like the pga they ha- they're really kind of winging it they have a lot of a lot of people who are doing it for the first time and so he actually he goes they gave me after the tournament and they had a tournament in oregon he goes they gave me two briefcases with all the video from the tournament that was all. He said, "This is all the video they have. This is the first one, and this is the backup. I have all of it. They just gave this to a, a kid, college college day kid, same age as you and me, right? And they just gave it to him in his hotel room. He has all this stuff, all this archive video. That if it's lost, it's gone. And it's it's just crazy to me that you know that it's really unorganized behind the scenes. They haven't if really. If you know anything about the last fifty years of Saudi Arabian political history." It is a wonder that country has not collapsed in on itself from pure incompetence. <laughs> so you, me, you and me were talking a little bit earlier about. Uh, so I mean, and it, it got a little political here. Um, it, there was a, ni- a statement released by the 9/11 Foundation um, that was. They kind of said, short, long story short, that they're disappointed in what the PGA did. Yes. Um, can you kind of shine some light on why part of this? Yeah. Why is that? Why yeah. are they making a statement? Why is the nine 11 foundation? Part making of a this statement? is the PGA tours fault. When 
Liv was first announced last year, and this feud between the two sides began. The PGA commissioner, whose name escapes me, um, was the one uh, to start talking all kinds of trash uh, concerning the uh, uh, the Saudi money that was funding the mm-hmm. Live tour. And he said things like, uh, uh, these players that have signed with Liv need to ask themselves, have you ever had to apologize for being part of the PGA <laughs> Tour? Uh, and and the organization pointed to things like the 9-11 victims, uh, vi- victims organizations um, and their, uh, their distrust generally of all things connected to the Saudi government. Because while the Saudi Arabian government is the- nominally an ally of the United States, um, and uh, nominally allied to the United States in uh, combating uh, global yeah. global terrorism, um, Saudi Arabian uh, Saudi Arabia's uh, royal royal family, the the Al Saud House, uh, has a number of uh, startling connections, yeah. uh, financially uh, and otherwise, um, to global terrorist organizations like Al Qaeda that carried out yeah, the uh, 9/11 right. attacks. On top of most of the uh, the jihadists in, in Al Qaeda that carried out the attack being from Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. so that is anything connected to the Saudi Arabian royal house, not just because of nine eleven, but also because you know they have a tendency to uh, cut the heads off uh, political activists in their in their country. Right. Or so there's a it's it's a lot of murder journalists, all that stuff. So I I want to correct myself by the way. It was the nine eleven families united foundation. Okay. So and and they're direct quote was at the beginning it's it's a lengthy it's a lengthy one so i'll just kind of the first two lines were the 911 fam, 9/11 families united foundation is shocked and deeply offended by the newly announced merger between the PGA Tour and Live Golf League that is bankrolled by billions of sports washing money from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia that was kind of the first opening line uh, they go on to say Saudi Saudi operate operatives operatives, excuse me, played a role in the 9-11 terrorist attacks, and now it is bankrolling all of professional golf. And, I mean, like you said, there's a little bit of truth behind that. I mean, it's a lot of Saudi-backed money. I mean, they we saw that they Live Golf offered Tiger Woods $800 million to leave the PGA income. So my, my second quote, my second one here, and um, I'll speak a little more about this, is... Uh, if you're in the PGA and you're Tiger Woods, um, ethically, I don't blame him for not doing it if that was his choice. If it was all money-wise, you're an absolute idiot if you didn't leave for live golf. Right? If I'm in the you if I'm a PGA athlete, really, I am really upset really that PGA did this. Out yeah, in the cold. These yeah. guys like Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kopeka, Kopeka, Bryce and DeChambeau made bank for what fifteen yep. months of work, not even two years. Yep. Two a couple a couple months, fifteen months. They didn't even play as many tournaments as they would you in had, the PGA. You had to take crap yeah. on social media and, and and in on you know yes on Sports Center. For and like you're a making year and a half, hundreds of millions more, way more than you would you playing can, in the PGA. You can wipe your your tears with hundred dollar bills. Yeah, and they're they're set for life. Yep. But guys in the PGA like Tiger Woods, um, you better be demanding some so, commemorative bone sauce. Yeah. So this. I mean, if the choice and Rory McIlroy kind of said this, he said calls himself the sacrificial lamb for PGA because he was so. Outspoke. He was so uh-huh. uh, vocal about how much he hated Liv and the money behind it. His choice was more ethical, but again, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Every 15 months of work, and I would have made. Yeah. Player got tossed straight under the bus yeah, here. Yeah, and especially, especially Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy, and I do feel bad for him because 
you know, he was kind of the guy out there in front kind of speaking for PGA and they just, you know, all of a sudden they didn't even tell him the players. Rory said that, um, he found out just like we did on sports center, <laughs> like, Whoa. like the news, like the PGA didn't live and PGA kept this under wraps for a while. Like, like people kind of knew they were having talks, but nobody knew that they were this close to a deal. And out of nowhere, they just kind of announced, you know, la- this week that, Oh, by the way, we're going to unify, you know, out of nowhere. And, you know, hey guys. it's yeah, Turns by the out. way. <laughs> and so the next question is, he's got a lot of money. and it's going to be interesting to see if these guys like Phil Mickelson's contract stays like it has to, like you can't just get rid of these contracts. Like how are they going to figure that out? Does Phil Mickelson now he played at the, he played at the masters. So he has played in PGA, but, and so have a lot of other guys, a lot of guys are doing still PGA live stuff, but it's like, it does their contract stay. How does, how does this going to work? How, what, what do they mean by unify? Again, I don't, I think what they're doing here, from what I understand, is that there's going to be this other tour where both the PGA and the Live gotcha. come together okay. and host a new series of tournaments with probably some really big purses. Oh, yep. Um, but the Live money. Tour and the PGA Tour will both still operate right. uh, on their own. So it solves nothing. It creates a bunch of whole new questions, and it just makes everybody even more confused and angry. Yeah, it's it's a mess, especially if you're a PGA athlete. Um, if I'm Tiger Woods, uh, money wise, I'm saying, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. I could have made eight hundred million dollars for fifteen months of work. I probably would have been hurt anyway, and I probably just had to show up to a couple tournaments. I probably had to play like three tournaments in those fifteen months, um, and I would have made eight hundred million dollars. But I'm yep. I, I'm not really worried. I'm sure Tiger isn't either. I'm sure he's set for life. I'm sure Tiger has plenty in the bank to keep him rolling for a while. So. All right, so we'll take a quick break. Um, We'll be back right after this. Uh, This is The Cool Down, Carson Myers, Caden Myers. Welcome back. It's The Cool Down. I'm Carson Myers. With me is Caden Myers, the uglier uh, brother. Um, That's me. Yep. Um, Moving on here. Uh, Let's go baseball, all right? So the... Mariners are 30 and 31 on the season. Um, they what? sit at third um, in the AL West. Uh, fourth, rather. Fourth, sorry. Um, fourth in the AL West at 30 and 31. They're four and six in their last 10 games. And I'm sure it's a really, really competitive team that's behind them. So oh, yeah, I, you, yeah, you would think. Um, so they're all, yeah, they're only in front of the Oakland A's who have one of the worst records in MLB history they through got, they got 60 really games. Smart money ball guy, right? They're yeah. a good team. <laughs> um, that guy's buying our tickets this summer. So you, you keep your mouth shut. Uh, all right. You be nice yeah. to him. All right. Um, so sorry, Bill, your team sucks. Yeah, it does. It's terrible. Mariners focusing on the Mariners. Julio Rodriguez, the stud for the Mariners just signed a mega contract over the summer, over the off season. Um, he's not playing well. Um, he's not batting what he should for the Mariners. Uh, Eugenio Suarez is not batting what he should be for the Mariners. I mean, you don't expect him, uh, Suarez, to bat 300, but you do want him to hit home runs, and he's only hit six this season. Uh, the Mariners went out, and they also got Teoscar Hernandez um, yep. from the Blue Jays. He's hit. He's had some moments for the yes. Mariners, still hasn't done what they wanted him to do. The only positive there really has been for the Mariners this season has been their pitching. Young guys like Lou, uh, Gilbert, um, Castillo, mm-hmm. Kirby, George Kirby, and then Miller, Ben Miller, who has been a stud for the Mariners so far 
uh, getting called up uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So, Caden, my question is, is why are the Mariners so bad? The bats aren't hitting yeah. the gosh dang ball. Yeah. Part of this may be that uh, we might talk about this in a minute. I would really like them to, to wind up as buyers for some bats at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a lot to ask for from a program <laughs> like this, Mariners. Yeah, part of this is just they were competitive for so much last season. A lot of players on the Mariners weren't used to that. And then a whole bunch of them played in the World Baseball yeah. Classic. I mean, um, Ty France batting 272 on the year. I mean, that's their highest batting average. That's their highest batting average is Ty France at 272. I mean, and you guys got like Julio Rodriguez, 246. Um, Jared Kelnick, who had a really... Credit to Jared Kelnick had a great start to the year. He has 10 home runs on the year. He's batting 269, but he has seriously fallen off the cap last couple months. Um, JP Crawford is not where you'd want him to be. Um, it seems like a lot of guys are just falling short of the I, mark. Yes. That every almost every single bat in that lineup is underperforming relative to what the expectation is for them. Julio in particular, though, he's starting to pick it up. Um I mean, nobody expected like, you know, Teoscar Hernandez, like you said, hit be hitting 300 with 40 home runs on the year. Um, But they were going to hope that he was going to drag the average up maybe a little bit since their problem is overall the batting average. Cal Raleigh has not been great. No, he um, only has he has eight home runs on the year, but he's you know, he's batting 216 and his on base percentage is sorry, uh, 290, 293. And I don't know if I mean, he's slugging 411, so it's not terrible, but. It's not the Kyle Raleigh of last year. No, I don't have a great explanation for this other than the whole team is playing like doo-doo. Yeah. Um, not the pitching staff. Pitching staff still chugging right along. Uh, they These actually have fourth, up, fourth lowest ERA in the league, uh, the Mariners. And well, they still have... As a longtime yeah. Mariners fan, that sounds about right. I mean, they've always um, had... They've always been pretty solid in pitching. I mean, you guys... The Mariners are cursed to yeah. waste the best years of their pitchers' lives. Rest in peace, Felix Hernandez. Um, they have uh, Lu- Luis Castillo, who's uh, 255 ERA on the year, uh, one of the best in MLB. He has 82 strikeouts. Um, George Kirby, five wins on the year. Um, not, a, I mean, not. I think wins and losses are an overrated stat when it comes to pitching. Definitely, uh, which is why the leading the leading win total is George Please Kirby. See Hernandez, Felix. George Kirby has um, has 61 strikeouts. He has. A 3.5 ERA, um, and he's five and five on the year. I think George Kirby's had some bad moments, but he shouldn't be five and five. He he should he should. The couple of those losses have been really bad because the Mariners just haven't been able to score. Um, Logan Gilbert, um, 3.8 ERA on the year. He's four and three. I mean, that's your big three right there is George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo, and then Bryce Miller. Excuse me, I said Ben Miller. That's uh, that's for the Dodgers. Um, Bryce Miller has had some. I never would have known. Yeah, he's. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh he had some really good starts first off i mean his first start was against the a's so i don't know if you want to count that um i don't know if that's if that's actually a team that that start that's should a count real professional i don't that's until, a real i don't know they bring it, relegation into the major leagues yeah, the bring, athletics are still a professional you, baseball team bring in the portland pickles and they could replace the a's and the, might have the same me, record the hillsborough hops would the be hell, an excellent addition the, uh, yep okay the hillsborough hops uh, savannah bananas Bryce Miller is four and forty six ERA on the year. Um, the, you know, one thing though is the pitching staff for the Mariners has given up a lot of home runs. 
I mean, yeah. you have over 20 home runs given up by just Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, and George Kirby combined. So, I mean, that's eh, going to happen. When you're throwing but heaters, that's just the risk you take. I huh? guess I, I can't disagree if with that. If the Mariners' batting average was, you know, 0. 0.03 or 0. 0.30, you know, higher, yeah, that wouldn't be that much of a problem. So, uh, past couple series for the Mariners, they lose the first two at home to New York on the 29th and 30th of May. They get absolutely swarmed by the Yankees. Yeah. They, the combined score between the first two games was 20 to six in favor of the Yankees. That was a run differential. Is that bad? Um, yeah, I mean, in football, maybe not. Um, in baseball, absolutely. Um, uh, then they actually beat the Yankees in 10, in the final game of the series, one nothing. Uh, and then they go and get swept uh, by the Rangers. Final two games of the Rangers series, uh, they lose 16 to six and 12 to three. So now all of a sudden, is that bad? that's that is uh, not good. Miller took the loss there and the 12 to three loss, and then woo. 16 to six, some guy they just called up and did not meet standards for his first start in the major this leagues. Is um, so reminiscent of last year where they were so mediocre for most of the year and then just, just turned it on I, starting so in July. The question is, is the weather has been warm. It's warming up. Uh, that's such an excuse that people use for the summer. Oh, it's warming up. They're going to hit better. Um, are the Mariners actually going to hit better? Are the Mariners going to do what they always do? Are they going to? Are they? So. Are they just going to squeak into the playoffs? They might win it. I mean, they, like they did last year, they squeak into the playoffs. They kill it in Canada. They beat the Blue Jays, and then they just get their ass kicked by the Astros. Um, do the Mariners? Do the Mariners just play better? I mean, the problem is, I think so. You, they can't play but, this bad forever. So here's my here. So they actually have a really good opportunity coming up. They dropped. They they split with the Padres on the sixth and seventh. They just lost the Padres ten to three. So they've they've given up a lot of runs. They've given up over uh, seventy runs dating back to May thirtieth, eight uh, nine days ago, nine days ago, and within the span of nine days, they have given up over seventy runs. That's a lot. Ouch. Yeah. Um, but coming up, they have a three-game series with Los Angeles um, starting Friday. Then they go play Miami, three-game series at Miami home. They're in Seattle. And then they have Chicago White Sox at home as well. So, it, you know yeah. what? Credit to – I'm not saying anything against the Yankees or the Rangers or the Padres. Those are three teams that, in reality, they should beat yeah, the, here, They should beat he, the Mariners. Here's the thing. We've talked a lot of trash about the Mariners so far. They're one game under 500. Their pitching has kept them in this. So yeah. If you're one game under 561 games in the well, year, well, uh, they have in the past ten days, but two thirds. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Uh, there, you're only one third of the way into. You're you're right. barely you're barely over one third of the way into the season. Right. Um. There's so many more games to play, and after how badly they've played, you'd think they'd be their record would be a lot worse. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. I think that this is a great, this is a nine game stretch. You have, you play at Los Angeles and then you have six straight at home um, before you have to go play the Yankees in New York. Uh, so this is a great chance for the Mariners to really start to turn things around. This yes. is where they have to, because if you look at the American league right now, you can't start in late July. If you're the Mariners, that's just not going to work like it did last year. Um, What's a wild card looking like right now? So, so the wild card you have the Orioles, 38 and 24. 
38 and 24 sitting two and a half games up on the first wild card. Then you have the New York Yankees, 37 and 27, half a game behind the Orioles at the two spot. Then you have the Houston Astros, 26 and 36 and 27 in the third spot. Um, And then you have three other teams, the Blue Jays, the Angels and the Red Sox all ahead of the Mariners. Mariners only are only five games back from the wild card. They're only five games back from the third wild card spot. But my question is, is you have, you have all four other AL East teams ahead of you and then division two division rivals. I mean, we, the AL central is a joke. Um, they should, they, the entire division should be relegated. Um, it should just be the AL West and AL East and throw the other teams into those divisions and get rid of the AL central. I mean, even the NL central is a joke too. The Mets are terrible. The Phillies are terrible. I just, I don't know. I, man, I want to see the Mariners in the playoffs, but I mean, they, listen, if they just they're win, not going to beat these teams ahead of them. If they just win, you know, 14 or whatever games in a row. Uh, yeah. Row again, like they did last July. Yeah, just go on a 14-game win streak. I mean, they're going to have, this nine-game stretch might be the most important of their entire season. If they can pick up seven or eight, I mean, that's... That would be huge for them. That would completely turn around the momentum they're facing heading into New York. Definitely. I will never say that things are over until the tra- I see the trade deadline. Yeah. And what happens there? Uh, they should be buyers. Are they, they going be to be? Are they going to be? Are the Mariners going to be buyers? This has to be the time. You've got the pieces. You know you got. they're underperforming on uh, when it comes to batting, but you know that you have a roster that is just a few bats away. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the cool down. Caden, thanks for joining me. Uh, we, so cool. we, <laughs> we will be back uh, next week um, for some more sports news. Uh, there's always something in the world of sports. Uh, until then, take it easy.